0: Welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to be friends, get gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dylan Blight, and joining me on the couch, the a lonesome couch this week, uh, Ashley mm. Helpley.
1: Hey Dylan, I'm excited to be here with, you know, just the two of us, like you, you know, like the best content here at this place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, not, I was going to say, make a joke about it being the most content, but yeah, the best content. <laughs> <laughs> But i mean both accurate yeah both <laughs> are accurate the most content and the best content of explosion.com has me and ash <laughs> got him yeah got him good um this week on the show got a bunch of well i was about to say bunch it's not really got some starfield details Talk about that the <laughs> e-play play, EA play has been cancelled got a few previews to talk about and i've been playing pokemans um which i'll talk about at the end of the show um been playing something not for review that's right so catch me catch me talking about that what a hot hot topic uh, hey, you should
1: also, people yeah. should go check out a Horizon Forbidden West, uh, spoiler cast. We did. Oh, that's
0: right. That's, uh, timeline gets Came out years, after though. last week's episode, yeah. I that was after last week's episode. Yeah. check out last, uh, it'll be the last episode, or the last podcast, not episode, but the last podcast in this feed. Arcade Couch is a Horizon Forbidden West spoiler cast. Me and Ash go over the game for spoilers. So check that out if you finished the game, of course. Or
1: Dylan gives one ca- hell of a recap of the entire game. So.
0: I mean, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did all right. <laughs> yeah. Like the, I hit the. Let us know. I hit the. I feel like I hit the core details. You know, um, wasn't as bad as like <laughs> trying to recap Kingdom Hearts three or something, but it was getting there. <laughs> that was something else. <laughs> that uh, was reviews and previews. I got two previews that I've posted last week. Um yeah. firstly, track to Yomi. That's You're right. Good. <laughs> I've played Track to Yomi. Um if you don't know, uh this was the game that showed up at the state of play uh, two weeks ago,
1: three weeks ago. The one that didn't involve the boy wizard.
0: The one that didn't involve the boy wizard. Well actually it didn't either way, so <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> I mean there were boy wizards in the other game. I suppose so, yeah. Uh, But this is the Kurosawa, heavily Kurosawa inspired um, action, I guess, action game, action adventure game. It's like a um, side-scroller, side-scrolling action game uh, that has had this very cool aesthetic and style. And ever since it first got announced at the Devolver showcase last year, been all about it. Couldn't wait to find out how it is. Now, we've known based on the trailers that it looks good. It, It looks awesome. It does. Great style. Can't wait to play it. Does it play good? How's it play? I can tell you. Is it too hard? <laughs> well, that's the first thing, because this is the thing we're teased about. With is it Samurai Sifu? When? No. Seifu it Sifu with lots of swords? Well, let me hear the first big important bit of information. There are multiple difficulty options in Trek to Yomi. <laughs> what a crazy notion <laughs> in 2022. What a concept. <laughs> so, yes. Um, put, it on the, put it on the box. <laughs> And there was We're on the poster. A, there was even a locked difficulty, which I assume unlocks after you beat the game, like an even hard. Super harder easy sort of mode. Like no, super hard mode, I think is I think it was called oh, Bron- okay. Ronin, on, Ronin or some shit, probably. I think is what it was called. But um, hmm. I played on normal. I chucked it on easy for a hot minute to see the difference. And there is a difference. Um, I will say, so here's the game. The game is uh for the core part, it is a side scrolling action game. There is some room for exploration at times you know there are there are moments we can go off the beaten path or um, explore little areas and you can find secrets and things but as far as combat goes it starts relatively simple or what what feels simple so you have at the start of the game like i unlocked a few combos in the hour i played a couple different ones but the core thing you have at the start of game it's simple as like if you press i'm playing with the xbox controller on, on pc but if you press like x um you will do like stab forward with your katana if you hold uh down with the analog stick or up with the analog stick and then you press x to attack you're going to swipe upwards up at the torso or you'll swipe down at the the bottom of their legs um most of the time however in that first level most enemies you're taking down fairly easy you know you run up to them xx they're dead next one xx they're dead i'm like man this game is easy Like <laughs> right i'm thinking this game is a little bit too easy but then what I sort of clicked to, and I think the idea with the game is, or the concept for the game is, is that it's going for that sort of... That, that combat style of... It's not about having big battles. It's simply, if you get in there, you can you can take your opponent out quickly. But the same can also be said for what happens to you. So if you mess up, if you sort of get overwhelmed it's only going to take a few strikes for your opponent to take you down. I think when you start the game, you have four or five lives. So four or five times you can be struck before you die. And that can happen fairly quickly, especially if you're messing up, even on the, um, some of the, the normal enemies. So because you have a block, so you can hold a button to block that depletes your stamina bar over time. You can press the same button to, of course, parry. So that's the you know your typical sort of action game scenario um but yeah there, there was a part once i got to the the second level because i got to play the first two chapters once i got to the second level there was a part where i think it took me maybe 10 tries to clear it and every time it was just it would only take me to mess up one one thing and suddenly an enemy is like it and it's also that thing where you can mess up once and someone lands a hit on you and then it just completely puts you out of all your rhythm where suddenly you just go to block and you fuck up the parry and then they hit you again and then you're like put off because you've lost two lives to so the first enemy past the checkpoint and then oh you're like fuck this shit and like the, I, one time i just like let, let someone kill me because i'm like this is this is dumb like i ain't got, I ain't got <laughs> time for this shit i will say the checkpoints are pretty good so far uh, apart from that one i'm talking about now where it seemed like that was the most spaced apart checkpoint i thought it was gonna like what was making it hard however I actually found a secret area halfway along that had a checkpoint mm. in it. So I was like, "Oh, exploring actually made it easier." Because suddenly, if I had died, um, I was able to come back. And the other thing I've picked up in some secret areas is health upgrades. So like, you can take more damage or stamina upgrades. Uh, so there's plenty of reasons to want to explore and not just follow the the path you're supposed to be going down because you will find upgrades that make the game easier. Um, playing on easy. Uh, more health or take less damage. Um bit of both uh, sort of thing. Enemy seems slightly less aggressive. I'm not sure if that's 100% what the go was, but um, but for the most part, yeah, the, the combat at least based off the first two levels, not super hard. It's definitely not um, it's definitely not uh, a Souls game. It's definitely not uh, as, as hard or com- uh, complex as um, Sifu. It's just that thing of, Uh, it's, it's pretty, it's down to basics and it simply seems to be about mastering those basics and you're good. Um, I have one boss fight, which was, it took me a few tries and I think the first couple times I was just trying to do it slow paced and like counter all of his attacks and get in a few hits, you know, like counter, hit, hit, counter, hit, hit. And I was slowly depleting his health, but then it would only take me to fuck up once and then suddenly he'd be like, go berserk and just take all all my health off me. So then the next time I went in, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try because I realized I'd learned, I quickly, I just before picked up a move where I could like run, hold B and run and like come in with a powerful strike. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to start the fight that way. Half his health gone. (laughs) I was like, all right, cool story. So now, now I just like backed off block. So there seems to be multiple ways to take on, like you can play a bit more aggressive and get rewarded for it. um, And then you can. You can be slow and patient if you're happy with the, to trust yourself to be able to parry each and every attack. So, um, s- story wise, it is, I guess, stereotypical, but I say that in a good way. So the game starts when the character, whose name I can't remember, sorry, but the character you play as is a kid. Um, you're like training with your master. He, uh, that's like the tutorial teaches you to combat basics and stuff. Next second, the village is getting invaded. Um, he tells you to stay there. You're like, fuck that shit, I'm a hero. So, like, you then, you then wander through the town. Uh, you take on some of these, like, raiders, I guess, is what you'd call them, um, as they're coming into the village uh, and eventually go track down your your master and you have to do, like, sort of a mini boss fight there and then your master dies and then, like, the time skip forward and now he's the adult that you see in the trailer and he's the sort of... Uh, the way I took it is, like, he's sort of become the guardian of that place much like his master was when he was a was a kid looking after it. And then in that second chapter you see that another group, a different group of um or they could be related for all I know. But another group of raiders is like come to take your your town and you're trying to protect it. Um and uh, I don't want to spoil everything that obviously happens, but yeah. The the setup obviously if you can see in the trailer is sort of him seeking revenge for stuff that happens or or trying to track down um his loved ones, but it is that sort of typical uh, samurai-inspired uh, one-man versus, you know, sort of unsurmountable odds to take down everyone, you know, because he's the much better and wiser fighter, I guess, and often winning because of that. So, um, yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. I When the demo or the preview version I've got um, ended, i was like fuck (laughs) because i I, I was like i was enjoying it obviously i just wanted to uh to keep playing so yeah i Mm. feel like the the excitement has been warranted i'm very much enjoying it there's still a lot of stuff seeing in the in the trailer that dropped at that state of play a couple weeks ago that i didn't get to see anything of like we were talking about some of the more mythical sort of elements that were seen in that trailer and yeah, I didn't see an mm. ounce of that. So I don't know what's happening there. So there's still plenty of questions I have about the game. In fact, I feel like I, I played an hour. It felt like such a small, small dip my toe belly bucket, into the hopefully. game. Yeah, yeah, basically. So um, but yeah, you've been excited for this one. Am I telling you everything you want to hear? Or? Yeah. <laughs> as long as I feel like I'm playing, I can play it and
1: I'm going to progress. That's all that matters. And it's like, I feel like it's going to be a cool story and like filled with cool moments and that kind of stuff. So it sounds like that's what it is. And so I'm keen. So when and you've got the confirmation when, of the,
0: difficulties, so
1: yeah, that's like, if I I'll just drop it down, it's like, <laughs> cool.
0: Uh, When's uh, it coming out again? Uh, no release date still. Wait, what? There's still no release date. That can't be right. No, there's still no release date for it. Um, they, they, but I mean, if they're sending out people, having people do previews, I'm going to say soon. <laughs> than later like maybe hopefully because i'd find it weird if they're doing previews yeah i mean i'm not gonna say it's like out in a couple of weeks or anything but i would say sooner than later if, if that's the go but um what was the other thing i was gonna say oh yeah the, the cinematic element too i don't know if you can see some mm. of that in the trailer but yeah it is it's like it is a side-scrolling game you know i'm not side scroller yep. i'm not talking about mario but you are moving you know left to right across the screen uh when you're doing battles you are on a direct line too so um if enemies come in from behind you there's a button to swing around quickly or you can um unlock a move which i did um so that if you like hold like if you press the opposite direction and press attack they'll do like a swing and automatically turn to face them at that time because sometimes enemies will come in about both sides so you've got to sort of be watching it mm-hmm. so it is like you are on a a line like you're following but uh there are times that, where the camera sort of gets cinematic you know like i'm fighting people on a bridge at one point and the camera's like sort of more down below the bridge like pointing up to give it like a, a cinematic flare. and there's there's a lot of that yeah. where it's it's not your typical just stoic camera sort of yeah, just it's following not old along.
1: school like arcade machine brawlers no 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 they're just static yeah no
0: no no yeah so tractor yomi is shaping up to be very good keep your um eye on that one uh, and maybe we'll have a release date soon. Fuck if I know. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I was surprised because it was also at the Xbox ID. ID yeah, or the Xbox. They dropped a trailer right there, so. But no release date. Yeah. Give us it.
0: Yeah, I mean they didn't drop one at that, did they? And I mean, I'm completely no. It.
1: no, I checked it. No, there's yeah. no release date. Okay, okay, I yeah. just
0: double checked. it. I was like, that'd be crazy if I'd suddenly missed that. But, um, and the other thing, I won't go too much about this one because obviously, if you want to hear more about this one check out um, Platinum Explosion on Wednesday, because I'll talk mostly, I'll go a bit more in depth there. But I didn't get to get hands-on with this one, but I got to attend a, an event to check out um, gameplay of Moss Book 2, which is coming to PlayStation VR. Um, and I'll talk yeah more about it on Plat, but my, my thoughts to this one, th- and the first one did come to Oculus and stuff too, so um, I would assume this will eventually. They said there's no plans currently, it's just focused on... You know, getting it out out the door as is. Um, but my main takeaway from this, if you want to check out my full write up, is that um, I went into this going, all right, game, give me a reason to actually care, because <laughs> at the moment mm. I'm like, I know I, I'm not playing my, I'm not using my PSVR. Like you'd have to like, uh, I'm not pulling it out. It's yeah, too much it. I'm like, I'm not pulling my PSVR. I have to pretty good. But after like attending an event, like watching the gameplay here and them talk about it and all that sort of stuff, I was like, fuck, I want to play this game. Like, <laughs> so yeah, sense. at this stage.
1: This you never be- played the first one right
0: no and that's the thing that's the thing i never so, had- you
1: can pull it out and play two games yeah so, maybe I mean, well i could, play- it worth I could to pull could- out for
0: two games i could play the other one on markless if i wanted to <laughs> I mean, yeah just true. trying to yeah, that's something i never play. i never actually got around to it as much as i always wanted to i never actually got around to playing the first moth um mm. even though uh thomas marshall used to yap on about it I think it what, might have been on one what, of the first games we talked about. It was on one of the first <laughs> things we have talked about in Platt and he like was very positive that everyone was very positive and I was a big PSVR user like supporter so it's just it's just one of those things I never got around to it for whatever reason but, um, but yeah I reckon this will be the last PSVR game that anyone cares about is what it's looking like and it's mm. a reason to pick it up I would say based on what I said but yeah more on Platt. All right, let's get into this week's news. Uh, it's disappointing Karen's not here to talk about this because it's probably the reason he's not here, to be honest. Um, Pr- Press Start has Kart 8 Deluxe's first wave of new tracks are available now. Uh, Shannon writes, it was announced last month that Kart 8 Deluxe was getting 48 new courses courtesy of a brand new booster course pass. As of right now, you can go grab the first eight tracks. Uh, the eight tracks are Par- Paris Promenade Tour, Code Promenade. Circuit, what? What did, I say? Promenade. what did I say? Promenade. Oh, I'm adding a little bit of flair, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right. From Mario Kart Tour. Uh, Toad Circuit from uh, the 3DS game. Choco Mountain from Nintendo 64 game. Coconut Mole from the Wii game. Tokyo Blur from Tour. Shroom Ridge from the 3DS. Uh, Sky Garden from the GBA game. And Ninja Hideaway from Tour. So, that is a bunch of new tracks available in the game. And this is just sort of dropped out nowhere. This is wave one, of course. You're going to get more over the next 18 months if you have access to the booster pass, which you can buy. It costs $35. Or you can sign up for the, um, uh, sorry, the, that, Expanser the pass. Switch expansive thing, uh, will give you that. Plus, it'll give you the, uh, Animal Crossing, whatever that thing was see. called. Yeah. And then something else. Uh, Pokemon or something. I can't remember. There was a, there's a few things. When when we discussed it and I said, man, when they announced it? And I was like, at the moment, I don't care about the Animal Crossing thing particularly too much, as much as I love that game. So it's hard to justify this booster thing. Uh, and you've got the What's called games on there, the 64 games, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now, it's getting to the point where I'll probably just buy the booster, uh, the expansion pass. It, it feels like that's probably the the way to go about this, especially since I'm going to play all Probably. Things. But, These dropped out of nowhere, and we did say that Mario Kart, uh, Explosion Network, Twitch streams would return. We would do a tournament. Now, we have been. I say discussing. I say it's been brought up. It's been brought up today as of recording.
1: (laughs) Uh, And again, it's conspicuous that. It is conspicuous. Kieran isn't here. Yeah. As as soon as the tracks dropped, it's like. He's trying to get in as quickly as possible, get as much experience as he possibly can. Yeah. uh, You know, get. Learn as much about the new tracks, you know. Watch as many other people streaming them to like get any tips or anything. Tips Uh, for races, because you know, as soon as he actually gets on the track with all the other races, uh, he'll be quickly found out. (laughs) He'll quickly realize he was a paper champion all along. Whoa!
0: (laughs) He's not going to (laughs) listen. Sucker. Um. The yeah. So we will be doing the Mario Kart live. Uh, Twitch nights we'll return we'll be doing a tournament the tournament's going to run throughout the entirety of these 18 months though that's that's the thing like there yeah. will be there will be no winner crown this year there will be no winner crown until all these courses are out and we'll be I don't know what the rules are I think we gotta lock them in but in my mind there's going to be ser- at least a few goes on the the courses here right they've broke there's two tournaments in the game so there's eight there's eight tracks or whatever they're split mm. into two uh circuits or whatever they're called yeah um so i feel like we should do those at least a couple times each maybe over two different nights or, or whatever but i would say just keep your eyes peeled i think we should hopefully get this sorted out get everyone to you know warm up practice a bit i mean we should be get this stuff sorted in the yeah, next. making uh, sure
1: kieran doesn't have the sole advantage
0: yeah so let, let's just i'm i'm thinking you know let's say next month would probably be the realistic uh because by the time this comes out, it's, you know, twenty. Because it takes us that long to plan everything, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> there's literally a week and a half left, left in the year by the time this drops. Oh, shit. I don't know if you're aware of that. So, <laughs> like, by the time this drops. So, yeah, let's 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 say next month Mario Kart will be happening. Twitch.tv slash Explosion Network. So, make sure you're following our streams uh, over there.
1: I mean, more important, at Explosion Pod on Twitter. That's yeah. probably where you'll find out first. That's true.
0: Follow that, or so you can
1: plan your life around it.
0: Join our Discord, explosionpod. slash discord, because I'm sure we'll post about it there too. And we'll be, I'm trying to make something in there to share the when we figure out the rules for the leaderboard, because Karen's apparently going to be a stickler for um, who's uh, who's allowed to count for the leaderboard. Um, yeah, we will post it up in there as well. Keep. She wants
1: to make sure he gets those participation points. Otherwise, you know.
0: Well, that was his thing. I was there every night. I should have got more points.
1: Yeah. You're there every night and you pick how many times people are racing. <laughs> you know, when the nights of buddy wasn't there, there was like 60, 70 races. Yeah. You get all the for one points.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. See how it is. All tricks to trade, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kataki writes, EA cancels its big summer event. Uh, so, first, in case you didn't know, first kicking off in 2016, Electronic Arts has traditionally used the week of E3 in early June to hold its own EA Play Live event, during which the publisher would make many of its biggest announcements for the year. That's coming to an end in 2022. EA has decided to cancel this year's event in favor of what sounds like holding smaller showcases focused on each new and upcoming game individually. In a statement sent to IGN, the publisher said, We love EA Play Live. It's a way of connecting with our players and sharing what's new with you all. However, this year, things are lining up to show you everything on one date. We have exciting things happening at our work-class studios, and this year we will reveal much more about these projects when the time is right for each of them. We look forward to spending time with you throughout the year. Do you think anyone's going to miss EA Play Live, Ash? Not really. <laughs> no. I
1: mean, they were never the most riveting shows. No. Uh, yeah, I don't think they ever... It was never like a showcase it was like a full on event or uh, even even when they were a part of E3, the, the, the EA one was kind of hit or miss most of the time. Um, I mean, they don't exactly have a lot ex- like we, that we could expect like down the pipeline. Like uh, apparently there's a Battlefield mobile game coming later out this year and an untitled Need for Speed game. Those are the only things listed for 2022. Uh Dead Space, obviously coming next year. Uh and then obviously you got Dragon Age four, Skate four, Untitled Mass Mass Effect game, Motive Studios game, Rush Art that we know of that are coming in, obviously, all the sports games. Yeah. And I guess whatever else is whatever else uh, respawn's working on. But um, I feel like
0: it's yeah. like Apex or uh, Respawn could nearly just do their own uh, event now to, dedicated to a yearly major update to what's happening in the world of Apex. Or they could just do a major Respawn event to be like, here's our Star Wars thing, here's our Apex thing, here's our, you know, whatever else thing. Like, Here's like, the not Titanfall <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, here's the not Titanfall thing. Like, that's a half hour show. They could do that by themselves. I swear the last EA Play Live was like... Probably. Whatever, whatever, like whatever. Apex. Respawn doing? Jedi yeah. Fallen Order. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, so, um, yeah, I don't feel like I'll miss it. I don't feel like EA Play's never really had a massive successful show. I kind of miss their actual EA shows because they were such, like, wildfires of just,
1: like, Randomist.
0: random shit. Like- hey, let's
1: bring out Ronaldo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was always just weird. It, like, no, that- it was Pele. Let's bring out Pele. Yeah. just he's, he's not really in the game, but, you know. Bring him out. <laughs> it's Pele. That was probably the last e three, and I mean, in general, I kind of miss the actual e three because when you think about those those long nights and stupid schedules, yeah. and just you mean early watching, mornings, early yeah. mornings watching the watching EA and or like watching EA but like, I can non, kind of zone out here because they're talking about fucking FIFA, you know, like just picking your spots and I can have a micro nap, yeah. Yeah, I can have a micro nap. <laughs> 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 kind of miss that stuff, so um, Starfield start uh, sorry, fucking, oh, oh, I'll leave it in, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh. i will cut it, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well played. <laughs> 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 One of the strange. Aren't ones. they the same thing? No, no yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. they just share stuff at this point? No, that's right. Sorry, Zach. Interchangeable? I'm not taking this out. Enjoy the meme. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's because I was looking at top and I have pressed that open on something else. Um, sorry, I, I mean, I don't have press that open as well. I've only got well played open. Uh, Starfield, Companions, Dialogue, Systems, Factions, and more have been detailed, Right, uh, Mr. Adam Ryan. Uh, episode 2 of Into the Starfield series has been released, focusing on Starfields, Companions, Multiple Factions, Dialogue, Systems, and more, titled Made for Wanderers. This episode featured Game Director Todd Howard, Design Director Emil Pagliberio, Pagli- Lead Quest Designer Will Shen, and Lead Artist Isfan Pele, Pili- 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 uh, in a roundtable discussion about Bethesda Game Theory's upcoming RPG, uh, it's a five-minute video. It's not that, uh, like, far as, like, diving into the game goes. There are a couple, I guess, like, I watched it and it feels like potentially this is, they recorded a lot more and they've cut that out for, like, part three or whatever when that drops. Like, I'm like, there's no way they set them down just to record. Like, record a 10-minute, 15-minute conversation and cut it up into this five-minute bit. But the main focus on what they sort of cover in the video um, is they talk about how large Starfield's going to be, which personally doesn't tick any boxes for me these days. Like, that's not a video game selling point, but I know some people still go on about that. They talk about the different um, choices and the starting points. They talk about several different – I think he lists them here somewhere – uh, here we go. Yeah. A large part of discussion is centered around the way the player will engage with characters in the world. Much of that engagement will revolve around factions within the game, including the United Colonies, who are a space republic, the Freestar Collective, a group living on the frontier, Ryujin Industries, a mega corporation which you can be hired by at the start of the game, and the last but not least, the, Crim- uh, the Crimson Fleet, a group of intergalactic pirates. So, the game has a bunch of what it sounds like different factions you could choose at the start of the game, which was reminding me, I haven't played it, but it reminded me of Cyberpunk. Like in yes, the, that's the... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it did. Yeah, that, obviously, that was a reasonably big selling point. Like, uh, at, You get to pick the faction that you want to be getting started with, yeah. or like your background or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, that definitely rings that bell. Uh, and probably, you know, I feel like Cyberpunk is the... <laughs> Is it a game that we could bring up a lot with Starfield. It's like the. uh promising? You know, <laughs> yeah, just the, the. You know, just be prepared.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- they're making a lot of promises here, that, which is typical of Bethesda, so it's like we sort of take everything with a, a grain of salt, especially when they're talking about the grandiose nature of their game and how, you know how much it'll bring you into the game world and all this sort of shit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that sounds cool. Uh, I do know one of the criticisms people had from Cyberpunk, though, was that no matter sort of what uh, faction or area you took it, all, you sort of just shoveled you back to the same area nonetheless. So I guess one thing Starfield could do differently is actually having very different, um, like, directions for the game to go depending yeah. on who you actually start as, instead of funneling you back into the the main quest and direction the game has to go sort of thing. That's
1: something I would believe that Bethesda would probably do, you know. Cause, you know, uh what's a, like uh <laughs> I'm trying to think of the Fallout 4 and mm. Skyrim, they both like their story has diverged
0: a lot. So
1: yeah. And
0: Based I mean even if you so. think about like Fallout, like you come out of the there's that whole thing it's like you have the main quest but so many people's different game. So many people have different follow experiences because they just ignore the main quest and they walk out of Let's the go bunker they and they just, beeline it to some Let's weird to direction. Let's go yeah. to
1: the the furthest point I possibly can.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing I'm still wondering about, like how this game, being as it's space, like are we driving around the spaceships Are we just fast traveling? Like, what's the go? I'd, like, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, they also about feels a like a of, bit
1: a bit like Kotor. like you know,
0: possibly, yeah, yeah, something. Um, they talked a lot about companions too, so, um, and how important they're going to be to the game. So, you're still going to have them. Shocker. Um, yeah. Although they never, like, they're talking about companions being integral. I'm like, mm, the last game that really did companions really well wasn't developed by you, it was developed by Obsidian. <laughs> like, <laughs> Listen,
1: uh, it's, as long as they give people same sex relationships, then everybody be happy.
0: Shout out to our girl, uh, pra- Pravdi? Pra- Pravdi? Whatever it was, her name. Something like that, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Yes. Starts with P. I can't. I swear to God. I swear it started with P. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Like it's. It's been a couple of years, so my memories are. Uh, yeah. You double check that. And then the other thing they talked about is bringing back um, a morality system, a la like what they had in the Elder Scrolls, uh, Oblivion. Uh, so that means that instead of just like having conversations where you're like, yes, this will do that, or no, this will this will lead to that, you know. Um, it's more percentage chances and you're doing these like mini games and conversations that lead to uh, lead to more natural conversations instead of just, hey, this is the evil thing, this is the bad thing, this thing has a 90% chance of success, this has a 10% chance, like, it's a little bit more, uh, they talked about a new version, so it's not the Bolivian system, like, but it is, that's the one they sort of brought up. You find an answer?
1: Yeah, Pavardy.
0: Pavardy, see how it's fucking?
1: Yep, voice by Isley There you go, yeah. Which just, is what, what I typed in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's see yeah um yeah so it's it's i'd say it's worth checking out if you have any interest in starfield at all like and like my interest in the game is like pretty like like I, i'm still seeing i haven't seen anything that that has me excited um but you know follow, following along as someone who loved you know follow three and four um and the bunch of obviously skyrim and everything like that so i've i've an interest in this hopefully it's been good but um yeah there's some stuff they talk about here that's interesting it's only five minutes so um but check it out if you want to hear more about what sort of touched on here um i completely realized didn't realize i'd even done a first one of these i don't know where i missed that (laughs) but apparently this is the second one. maybe that's
1: that was the original (laughs) trail
0: maybe it was i don't know if i missed the the fucking memo there yep um next thing i want to talk about or bring up this is a this is like sometimes where i'm like man this fucking game looks cool i just want to get on here and be like yeah this game looks cool so <laughs> but this game was announced during the um xbox showcasing xbox indie whatever it's called ID xbox, xbox. ID mm-hmm. xbox that's it um it's called wrestle quest that's right let's talk a little bit of wrestling for a hot moment here um, so finally the, the, the finally
1: on an explosion network podcast we can talk about some wrestling
0: <laughs> finally um so the, it's a pixel arc uh pixel arc Pixel art. Jesus Christ. Pixel art, even. Uh, RPG adventure game where you play as uh, an upcoming wrestler called Randy Machacho Man Santos. Um <laughs> Yeah, love to see it. Uh, upcoming wrestler who's uh, inspired by the greats of the '80s and '90s. So this game has like a deep love for the '80s and '90s and wrestlers. Uh, they got a in the press release they noted that they've got a bunch of um classic licensed wrestlers in there. Licensed, I don't know if there's actually voicing or they've just got the permission to use the people's uh don't likeness. Like but they mentioned Randy Savage, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Diamond Dallas Page, Booker T, and they mentioned uh, many more becoming be uh, James D Day- Dian Day- Diane. Day uh, founder of Mega Cat Studios, the developer said, "WrestleQuest captures the spirit and passion of wrestling through the lens of a unforgettable RPG experience." Me- many of the team at Mega Cat grew up watching wrestling and holds an undeniable nostalgic place for us. This game is a sub- celebration of that world, complete with specifically licensed, especially uh, fully licensed appearances by some of our favorite wrestlers from the '80s and '90s. Today, um yeah, this was one where it was like when this popped up, I was like. I'm all about this. Like this, is <laughs> this yes. is like, this is a pixel art game with such a style and like substance, um, like it's a RPG, like turn-based thing where you're doing wrestler. Yeah. I, did you check out the trailer for this? Like, what do you think?
1: Yeah. I saw the trailer for this. It looks really cool. It's like, um, a cool RPG check on like a sports S kind of story. It, yeah. I love the, like the, yeah, it, I guess maybe like something like Golf Story or yeah, like that, but, but with like but wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. yeah. So as a fa- someone who loved like the, those sort of old school RPG sports RPGs, like even like the, the Mario tour golf ones that have, would have like, you build up your character in the career mode or whatever. I love those sort of things. So yeah, this seems right up my alley, like with the fun wrestling aesthetic and, you know, go to some sort of school uh you learn how to wrestle matches. It's like it feels like a big turn-based like sort of thing. And wrestling kind of fits like with a for a kind of RPG like kind of game.
0: Yeah. I'm very keen. I hope this turns out to be as good as it looks, because currently this is weirdly shot to like one of my most anticipated games of the of the year. I'm like, I didn't know I needed this. But it was one of those things where I'm watching the trial, like, like, I need this in my
1: life. (laughs) Yeah, this, why did I, why did no one think
0: of this before? Yeah, why has no one thought of this before? So, yeah, I'm I'm very keen for this. Um, check out trial for that one if you haven't seen it already, in case that, like, swept under your, um, went under your radar. Of course, um, link to all this stuff we talk about in the show is always in the, the show notes, so check it out, uh, WrestleQuest is coming to uh, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, uh, some point this year, so wherever you want to play it, you can play it, it seems like a great Switch game, but I'll play it on PlayStation for trophies obviously um, yeah <laughs> um, well played again uh, The Quarry is a new team, Wait, which one? <laughs> fucking, see I can't leave it down <laughs> this is why I couldn't edit her out, because you just make it a bit anyway Uh <laughs> And running again. The Quarry is a new teen horror game from Until Dawn, developer Super Massive Games, uh, developer super Massive Games and publisher 2K, that's right, 2K, has announced The Quarry, a new teen horror game coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series XS, Xbox One and PC on July 10th. From the team behind Until Dawn and The Dark Pictures, you, the Quarry is a horror narrative experience that will see players make decisions both big and small that will change the outcome of the story. After all the kids leave some of camp at Hackett's quarry, the nine teenage counselors decide to throw a huge party that quickly turns sour. Pursued by crazed locals and an unseen horror, the teens are forced to think on their feet and make harsh decisions that could mean the difference between life and death. Featuring absolutely stacked cast consisting of David Arquette, Ariel Winter, Justice Smith, Brenda Song, uh, Lance Hendrickson, and Lynn Shea, among others, the quarry is packed with recognizable and beloved horror icons. Now, I know this isn't anything you give two shits about. Did you watch the trailer at all? Uh, yes. Uh, in a world where you it haven't played f- any of these games, but you've probably seen trailers and heard, like, me and whoever else talk about them, uh, what is your make of the Quiet? Because I guess the thing is, I mean, the major this- thing is, it's done by 2K. It is not connected to the Dark Pictures anthology. So do you think no. this looks different enough? <laughs> I think it does. I think, obviously, having, like, pretty
1: much a full, like, cast of known actors is, like, it's pretty impressive. Hmm. Uh, it, I'm sure they're not like a list or like massive. Hey, no one is going to be like a. It's not. It's not like they got a John Snow in the game or whatever. Hmm. Uh, but <laughs> it's pretty good, uh, and it it seems just from this trailer that it's going to be lengthier, yeah. and obviously, and but it, it definitely feels like the spiritual successor to Until Dawn, and yeah. that's what everybody's saying. Um, so yeah, expect something similar to Wendigo's at the end of the game.
0: <laughs> there. I don't know. Fucking that was dumb. No, I, I didn't like that. Um, I really like the trailer. Yeah, I'm all about it. I mean, it's it looks like a it, teen slasher. Definitely, yeah, definitely looks more in line with Until Dawn. Um, I don't know if that's the sole reason I've sort of separated it, or, or what have you. But I kind of like them being like, you know what, like the Dark Pictures Anthology has a certain style or like idea in our mind as to what those games are, and we're going to go over here and make a deal with 2k to publish a uh, it's completely different thing so um that's how i've ended up with the quarry um yeah i'm I'm keen i think the cast looks great um uh, coming out of nowhere i know they were teasing this throughout the week and i kept being like yeah like maybe like because i've i've been like very hit or miss on those dark pictures ones but yeah i, th- I think this looks this looks very good the cast looks great the settings like you know typicals throwback 80s slasher sort of setting got a bunch of counselors you know let's go uh, I'm keen to dive into this one. I do hope there's no major supernatural twist, but I, given the the thing is like they're being chased by crazy people and something else, I'm like, there's gonna be some fucking supernatural twist. I just, I it's hard to say because like technically Jason's supernatural, but I'm like, I just sometimes prefer I just like just give me a classic sort of, you know, crazy motherfuckers in the wood trying to kill you. <laughs> like I don't I don't need like <laughs> monsters sometimes. Like I'm good. It's gonna be a werewolf, isn't it? It's gonna be a fucking werewolf. I don't know. No,
1: nah, it's just going to be. It, it looks like <laughs> it looks like some weird like incestual cult. You know, yeah, that's what it looks like. It's like no, get off our lawn, yeah. young kids. Other kids can't have you around. Like Ted Raimi, looks like some cult, kind of cult figure.
0: <laughs> suits, suits. I guess. So. Um, yeah. IGN writes since I love. Well, I'm basically tracking their collection as it goes now. Uh, Tencent acquires a majority stake in wine to offer Tequila Works. Uh, so George Yang over there writes, Tencent has been a spree of acquiring or investing in game studios over the past few years. Now the Chinese tech giant has become the majority shareholder of the Spanish studio Tequila Works. The developer is known for games such as Rhyme, Guilt, uh, The Sexy Brutale, and the upcoming Son of Nunu, a League of Legends story. In a statement, Tequila Works CEO Raúl Rubio said, Quote, for 12 years, the team at Tequila Works had passionately crafted high-quality titles that radiated our personal sensibilities, but there's a limit to how much you can grow by yourself. Ryobe says Tencent is a partner that can appreciate the value of top creative talent from the originality as they their banner. Um, so yeah, this is like studio number fucking a billion at this point. We <laughs> talked about their last acquisition, I feel, only a month ago. Um was pointing out how their collection of studios is very weird. It's all over the place. Uh, I feel like this continues yeah. the trend of just being like, Weird. why, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I know it's like, it's just, there's not much to the scales other than the typical thing of like, why, um, or, you know, some people obviously have the whole hate Tencent cause they've got their, their pockets in, um, everything sort of thing going. But yeah, just like, if you want to keep track of what's going on with, uh, Tencent and who they're getting up next there, it's to te- to Kiloworks. For some reason, which I feel yeah. like there
1: was somebody else they invested in this week.
0: Uh, it was like not games related, I don't think. It was like some of a random company. I did see some story though. Uh, here
1: we are Studio Re- Mayday uh, rebrands as Riff Raff Games after investment from Tencent. So they did.
0: Is that a New Zealand studio?
1: Yeah, that's a New Zealand studio.
0: Yeah. I missed
1: this. So I don't think they've actually put anything out yet. <laughs> yeah. They're currently working on two titles. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, it's uh, the studio was led by Joshua Boggs, who is best known for the four million selling Framed series.
0: Yeah, that's why. No, no, no. That's
1: go. why. Yeah. yeah.
0: There we go. Um, yeah. So, again. Yeah. Random. <laughs> Tencent, yeah. Random stuff. That's just random. I, know what's going on. I don't know how this affects the Song of Nunu thing, but maybe it doesn't, I guess. I don't know.
1: I mean, dude, they've got a second
0: riot, so I mean that that's makes, true. Makes actually, sense, so maybe it doesn't fucking it. <laughs> it matter. just gonna owe it. They just gonna yeah. That's weird. Uh, by the way, this not video game related, but um, Riot put did you see put money in um, the animation studio for? Uh, I can't remember the animation well, studio. No, well,
1: we'll talk about it on this week's. What do you want to watch? I right, right. teaser. They're swept okay. up. we will swept up at the Annie Awards this week, so uh, okay. our Kane did so. Arcane,
0: yeah, okay. Kane, there you go.
1: Which is obviously the big animation awards. So pretty cool talking about makes sense
0: awards. I checked in here something as our, we after we started recording something in the show notes, but I just thought I'd mention <laughs> I did watch the streamer awards, or like in the background, um, I chucked it on and watched through that. Did you see this event happened at all? Uh, I
1: did read about it about a bunch of people like giving awards to their friends, because all the streamers know each other
0: yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it yeah. was. I thought, I thought it was a, it's a pretty entertaining show. I feel like obviously you have to be aware who my, most of the people are to get some of the jokes and stuff. But, um, yeah, just reading off this article here for people who think, uh, Spiel Times. Uh, the first streaming awards took place on March 12th. Twitch streamers Maya Heger and QT Cinderella Blair hosted event. If you didn't get to tune into the live stream, uh, you can watch the entire thing on QT Cinderella's, uh, YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, they had like awards, like, best battle royale streamer and an RPG streamer, roleplay streamer, uh, first person shooter streamer, smash play streamer, chess streamer, ASMR streamer, which went to MRF, uh, <laughs> best speedrunner, uh, V streamer, RL streamer, music streamer, league of legends streamer, they had a, like they're a good mix there. I think in general, I thought that it was pretty funny. Like, um, I mean, I, I, th- like, as an award show,' it was like especially because it was put together by those the the two hosting it, and then apparently like mm. uh, mostly out of their own pocket or like I guess to they had sponsors, and everything so it's like I guess yeah. they funded it, and then shocker um <laughs> put it out to to try and get sponsor the to the things and the way they the way they worked some of the ads in was quite funny, but um yeah, I mean, if you don't give two shits about twitch streamers, that's you know obviously it's not gonna work for you, but yeah, I definitely checked it out and um just out of intrigue. Um yeah and I thought it was a pretty decent show with no um cool you know major uh person running it or like sort of coordinating it i thought I felt like it okay. all ran pretty smoothly okay. there there's some awkwardness to to it, but it's like almost on purpose, like just playing up the yeah the whole okay. thing so um did
1: did everyone get anyone give a really good speech or uh
0: mm, no, but there's some funny speeches. <laughs> okay <laughs> there's some face speeches. i can't remember was, who it,
1: was st- it was there any massive snubs
0: uh i fucked if i know was I, I anybody I robbed I, was, I fucked if i care enough about twitch streamers to know who who was snubbed or not um i knew who the majority of the people were i guess which made me not feel as old as i do um sometimes but that that was the the one win you know, t- i took away but you know because sometimes ken comes in here, he's mentioned all these people I'm like, i don't know if i can like so.
1: blocky bob and
0: yeah, I was like, I don't know. Cid,
1: Sidakis yeah. or... Yeah. I don't
0: know. <laughs> Most of the people were big enough that I'm like, I know who they are, you know? Like,
1: the majority. The Cutie butts, I don't it's, Yeah, I don't Kieran know. just... I think half the
0: time Kieran's making them up. He's making them names, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, there was like... I can't remember what award it was, and I can't remember which stream it was, but... Uh, I actually, I think it was Seer for winning Best role uh, Best Roleplay stream. He came up and, like, did the Kanye, Kanye speech from, like, he won the first... um. When Kanye won the the first the first uh, Grammy, first Grammy, where he comes up and he's like, "People were asking me what would happen if I didn't win this award. I guess we'll never know." And then I walked off. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was like, "That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I, I appreciate it." Alright, and then finally, on the show this week, let's talk a little bit about Pokemon, because I've finally finished, quote-unquote, I really don't feel like I have, to be honest, but um, Pokemon Legends Arceus, 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 I-A-R-C-E-U-S, that video game. Um, it's very good. Um, I'm very much being enjoying it. I've been playing it, like, on and off since release, obviously, and we talked. I talked about it on here the first week it came out or whatever but you know here, here and there i've dropped in and out depending on how much i got going on but um yeah it's very good i i've discovered it's very good video game that you can pick up for five ten minutes at a time like i never that's feel okay. like i'm lost never feel like i'm forgetting what i'm doing you know like it's not like a oh what's the controls throw pokeballs do battles you know like it's um very good i can just pick up and, and do the time so that's sort of how i've been doing it but um the cool thing i discovered i i by the time I finish this game, I've decided I'm way more excited for the, that anime series. You know how they announced that anime series that's going to be based in this, this yes. world timeline? Because I was not completely... And look, to be fair, the, the reason I'm joking about not having finished it is because by the time I rolled credits, you come back into the game, and I don't know if this counts as a spoiler or not, so skip ahead, if it, skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to program a spoiler. Well. By the time you finish the game, you don't actually come face-to-face with Arceus Arceus at all. And at the end of the game, they're like, man, we've got to get to that, hey? <laughs> I'm like, okay, so it's like a post-game thing, but uh, wrap up the, the main game plot. But um, from everything that's story-wise told to you, and this is probably one of the most story-heavy Pokemon games. I mean, the first hour is just a lot of text, um, tutorials and text and world building and all this sort of shit. Um, they, it has such like a cool world, but the game never f- sort of fulfills it. Like it never fully gave me everything I wanted from this world and it probably was never going to, to be honest. But there's so much intrigue I have in this timeline, in this world now by time I finish the game, that it's just made me go, cool, I'm totally excited, like legit excited now um, for that anime series uh, to, to actually drop. Because I, I mean, I watch some of the Pokemon movies when they release. I don't watch the show. I'm like, I don't have time to keep up with fucking 20-minute Pokemon episodes every week. Like, that's not something I can fit into my schedule. I watch the movies when they drop because you can sort of come into those and it's like, whatever, Ash is new town. He's the Pokemon he's got. You know, they're, they're mostly standalone. You stand alone, you're good. You're good to go. Uh, but yeah, I'm totally sort of about this anime series now based on the world that's that's set up here. Um, The combat was the other thing I was going to – I think when I talked about it last and the first time I talked about it, I was saying... I don't know how much I talked about the combat. The general just turn-based combat. But the thing I decided by the time I reached the end of the game is that the Brave default system, or whatever, or <laughs> which is more or less what it is, but the, the system in the this game where you can choose to have Pokemon do attacks faster for less damage to try and like get a second attack in or do a heavier version of attack for more damage but potentially your opponent gets, then gets to attack twice... It seems really cool at the start of the game, but by the end of the game, it just turns into everyone just one-shotting each other. Like, you'll be versing someone, and they'll be like, strong version of this attack, instantly kill your Pokemon. You throw enough Pokemon, strong version of your attack, kill their Pokemon. Like, it seems to just turn into, like, rock, paper, scissors who wins, not really, like, typical Pokemon battles. So, yeah. But by the end of the game, I've decided I don't actually really like that system. There's, like, a whole weird randomness to it at times, which will just like it just doesn't like it more or less negates any reason to use anything that isn't just a big strong attack like in at least in a normal pokemon game you would if you ever did like a hard battle you're like go into the battle you can use like a buff attack you know raise your attack speed raise your critical speed whatever something like that raise your, your, your stats and then you can you can use a turn on that your opponent will attack maybe you lose half your health then you like because you buffed yourself. Then you kill them. Like there's tactics to it. Whereas this is like there's no point using any of those at all. It's just like just attack. So I don't know. Weird. I don't know if anyone would agree with me, but um, weird side note. Um, another thing I really got into is, and again I don't know how much counts as spoilers for this game, so maybe I won't cover everything. But like I don't think it's a spoiler to so say obviously you get a Pokemon early that you can ride around on that's cool but some of the other things you get to do obviously you've seen it in the the trailer like you get to you get to swim along like you get to go on the ocean i think it's called like basculine Bascalon. it's like a new version of baskelin whatever the pokemon is which is a shitty pokemon no one gives two fucks about so like here have a new version that you can ride around on I'm like cool um that's pretty cool and then some other stuff you get to do as well there's particularly i don't know like there's a pokemon i won't say what in case there's a spoiler I guess, but there's a pokemon like lets you climb up walls and i was like that's cool it's like the most random ass looking animation and like how this pokemon carries you up cliff sides it's just like, <laughs> like the most random shit but i'm um, like all about this so um i've yeah, really enjoyed my time with it and i i'm probably just gonna keep playing it at this stage like i don't mean like hardcore i'm off to go play pokemon but like I'm, I'm happy to keep chugging along, trying to complete that Pokédex in that game. I would definitely say it's a Pokemon game I've enjoyed playing the most in years, just because of how different it was and the the freedom of choice and uh, just the ability, like the, to the mix up, I guess, between gaming elements. Like you're not always battling, you're not always just catching. Like you can run around and just try and sneak up behind Pokemon and just try and catch them that way by throwing Pokeballs and. Berries at them and stuff like that. For, or you can just run up and just throw a Pokemon, Pokemon in their fat face and just try and battle them down old school t- style and catch them that way. But yeah, there's there's also just like a sense of wonder and a se- sense of like being scared in this game that other Pokemon games haven't given me. Like I've like come around a corner to see a um what the fuck do they call them in this game? I can't remember. Um like there's like bigger versions of Pokemon where they're like got like red eyes they're like infected or whatever walk around a corner and see something like a a big um uh big like heracross or some shit like that and i'm like nope <laughs> like like a you know like a big ass version i'm like nah i'm out walk away or like other times where i've got like super excited about seeing a pokemon in this game um which i didn't know was in it or not and be like oh my god i want to go catch that it's like one of my favorite pokemon and just like being like super sneaky just like creeping up on it wanting to catch it so um, yeah, Pokemon, uh, Legends, Arceus, Arceus, Arce, 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 um, good shit, in my opinion, um, especially if you are someone who's sort of drowned out on the Pokemons uh, this year. I can't remember, what, Jacob gave it like an 8.5, I think, was what he his score for us was. Um, I think so, yeah. I think I'd be around that. I think I'd be maybe slightly lower. I think I'd probably be an 8, but I, I can totally see an 8.5. That's sort of a thing. If I was if I was to score it based at where I'm at. Obviously the I don't want really cover it all because it's like, oh, everyone complains about it for this game, but yeah, the Switch does hold it back in areas whatever. That's just the way it is. I feel like the game's fun enough that it honestly doesn't bother me. Like it's a factor, but when I'm playing it, I'm not really thinking about it. Like if you were to record gameplay and look at the frame rate of some Pokemon and all that sort of shit, sure. There are times where the the pop-in of certain textures and stuff is affected and yeah it's a there are times where i'm like oof but for the most part i really none of none of it super bothered me um i would say the, the coming off like horizon and forbidden west and then you're playing this and the open world's like just so much more barren and less detailed and stuff so that's the other thing where and i'm not saying this should look like horizon but um you do obviously that's thing where i'm like man i don't know like a little bit more detail a little bit more variety So what's going on around here would be good. But yeah. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arceus. And that will do it. For this week's episode of Arcade Couch. Let us know any comments, questions, or concerns you have about this week's show. Even by tweeting at us. ExplosionOber.com slash Twitter. Join Discord. ExplosionOber.com slash Discord. if you liked this episode and thought it was worth a dollar. Head on over to ExplosionOber.com slash support to buy us a coffee and until next week same time same couch